this episode of The Real Roundtable, we're going to talk about sexism in the workplace. Actually, we're going to talk about the 1980 film, Nine to Five. We've got a guest host that's going to join us tonight, and we're going to see just how bad Chris hates this movie. Welcome to The Real Roundtable. Chris, will you rotate? The Real Roundtable. I'm Ergo the Magnificent. I could turn you into shredded meat in about uh, three seconds with this baby if I wanted to. We're locked into the moon's gravitational pull. What do we do? We die. I don't kill men without good reason. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Well, we're very excited to join y'all. Uh, again, on the Real Roundtable, we've got a, a special treat. Um, we're going to bring in a guest host. Uh, it's going to be the librarian. She joined us back there when we did a map of Tiny Perfect Things, and so she's going to join us tonight. The movie we're actually choosing is 9 to 5, and this is the movie that she had chosen. So she picked this movie for us to watch, and so we're going to watch that. Or we've watched that. We're going to talk about that, discuss it. I'm very curious to see what the rest of the team says. Um, Feel confident in what I know about and what the librarian says, but we'll just see. So let's bring our, uh, our other host in. So Chris. Glad to be back. And Brody. Hello. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and we'll, we'll just start with, oh, I'm sorry, librarian, we're glad you, do you want to just say a couple words just to? Thanks for having me. <laughs> we're glad you're here. Thanks so. for remembering she was here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> As she, I sit across the table from yeah. you. <laughs> She's about to do the synopsis, so I figure we're about to jump straight to her anyway. So, but just to start out, I mean, uh. I guess talk real quickly about the film. Why did you choose this? What was the reason you wanted us to do this film? I watched this film as a little girl on TV. Not obviously in the movie theater. I was two when it came out. But I remember watching it with my parents on TV. And there's a scene where uh, Lily Tomlin dresses up like Snow White. And little six-year-old me thought that that was fantastic. And I love Dolly Parton. Everything about Dolly Parton. Brody, had you ever seen this before? Oh, yeah. Chris, had you even heard of this before? Negative. Okay. I didn't figure you'd seen it, so everything. Uh, one last question to ask the guys. Did y'all watch this with your spouses? I don't remember. Yes. Okay. Yes, I mean, you, I, you did, Brody. Okay. I mean, I know I have. No, I, I mean, have. just in the, when we did this. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just was curious and everything. Okay. So will you just tell us the synopsis of it and just kind of tell us about the, uh, the, the, I guess, the short story of this film? Sure. So Judy is a recent divorcee and she has to get a job so she goes to work for a company as a secretary and she meets violet who basically like runs the floor that they're on and she is just under their supervisor who's also a vice president uh franklin hart and franklin hart is a male chauvinist pig to violet judy and his personal secretary dorley roberts those three ladies get really upset one day and then they get together 
and they smoke a little marijuana and they drink a little alcohol and then they um, have these fantasies about how they would kill Hart if they had the chance. And then the next day, Violet accidentally puts poison in his coffee and it all kind of goes downhill from there. They end up kidnapping him, trying to convince him to uh, not press charges and all those things. Okay, well, I guess a good synopsis because we'll talk yeah. about the rest of the story as we uh, go through it. Um, did y'all? I know that we always ask this. Y'all usually don't. Did y'all watch any previews for this? I really couldn't find previews for this when I was looking. I didn't. Uh, I'm gonna I, quit asking that question. I don't do that. It feels <laughs> like nobody, nobody ever watches the previews, and so and what what we notice is a lot of times when we're trying to be in the library when we're trying to watch previews, half the previews out there are garbage previews. It's like they put them together afterwards, and it's it'll yeah. either be just like two minutes of the film. Or you're like, how in the world was this ever to convince somebody to watch this movie? That's my least favorite preview is where they just take two minutes of the film and put it. it, I don't think that was a preview. I think that's they just messed up and they just pulled it to add it to a movie. Like if you're looking on Amazon or something like that. They mess up a lot. I've never seen that on Netflix. I've seen that on Amazon. I've seen Mm -hmm. it on, uh, well, I guess it's just Amazon. I've seen that on that they mess that up, so. So I don't know. I don't know why they do it. So, but let's just let's just jump into it. I want to talk about the uh, actors first. If you guys are okay with that, yep. mm-hmm. um, this is an all-star cast to me. I mean, this is a really really terrific cast. So, and uh, we'll just start with the director. Do y'all know anything about the director, Colin no, Higgins? No, no. Um, I did not know he wrote this, but he wrote Silver Streak, and Silver Streak is one of my favorite movies. Like, it is one of my very very favorite movies. And so when <laughs> I saw this, I thought, well, this is really really cool. Never you say that now. I've you and Ash, you and Chris are the opposites. Like Chris never seen a movie in his life, <laughs> and every movie Ash sees is his favorite. <laughs> that is not true. The movies <laughs> I put on true. here, we, we have a we have a cheat sheet we use to own here, uh, so that we kind of. I'm gonna have look to turn it. your mic down again. <laughs> we have a cheat sheet that we use when we're looking at our, our as we're going over a movie, just to kind of tell us a few different things. So when I'm putting it on here, when I'm putting on the. Uh, like what the director's also directed. I, I pick the movies usually that I remember very, very well. That's your favorite. That are some of my, the, the other stuff on here is not my favorite. No, but. Matter of fact, nothing else on here is any of my favorites except for like Cloak and Daggers on here and then Silver Strike. So. Okay. I think we should take a poll. Somebody should tell us how many times you've said this is one of my <laughs> favorite movies. It is one of my favorite. Silver I, it's got to be at least once an episode. Something I talked well, about. except for Tank Girl. I no, bet no, no, you didn't no, no. Say I didn't it. say. I didn't even say that was my favorite movie when we talked about some of the last ones we talked about. Anyway, this is not helping our podcast at all. Talking about this, I don't think everything's my favorite. But I wouldn't pick these movies. I didn't think they were good. But this isn't my pick. This is nine to five. This is <laughs> librarian's pick. pick. And so, but Silver Streak is your favorite. Silver Streak is <laughs> one of my favorites. And everything because I love Gene Wilder and uh, Richard Pryor. I think they're per- they're really good in that. Yeah. Um, well, to, but to get back to it, yes, this is. A great cast. The director, you know, used Dolly Parton again later in uh, uh, the best, best little whorehouse in Texas. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which I've owned, but I've never seen. I don't so think weird. I've ever seen Wait, a movie that? with Dolly yeah, Parton. Because I wanted to watch it with you, and you got around to want to watch it. Because oh. I just want to see it because it's got Burt Reynolds. So what now? Right. I said I don't think I've ever seen a movie with Dolly Parton in it. Well, this was her first. Nine to Five was her first. This was her first. Because yeah. what did she do? What did we read about oh, her? Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. She read... She, Memorized everybody's parts. Yeah, hers and the other, everybody. Yeah. Cause she, she thought that's how you do it. Yeah. Which I was talking to a librarian about that. And didn't you say something like that? that's how you do it for like plays or something like that? Yeah, if you're in a play, you're going to know at least a couple of lines before yours and a couple after. 
No, she memorized. But she memorized the script. everybody's. Which the other two actresses, Jane Fonda and uh, Lily Tomlin, both laughed at her because they were like, "Yeah, you don't have to do that." Like they just, you know. And but they actually recommended her. They wanted her to be in this movie um, mm-hmm. because they felt like she would bring the western, the people from the like the I guess the western part of the country, people yeah. or maybe, maybe more country. I think John F- Jane Fonda was supposed to represent the conservative women. She was like the token cowgirl. Yeah, yeah, kind yes. of. Yes, Dolly Parton was supposed to portray Jolene. Jolene, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, so there, so that, that, that's one of, so, okay, here we got Dolly Parton that's in it. This is her first big role. She ends up doing a few other movies, including, uh, Little Whorehouse. Little Whorehouse, best whorehouse in Texas and Straight Talk and Still Magnolias. And she did a bunch of other stuff as well, but those are all like her really, really big. Okay. A lot. I've seen Still Magnolias. You've seen Still Magnolias. Okay. Okay. But she was the one that was real sweet in that movie. Everything. That's good. I remember zero. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> uh, you know none of his favorites. I didn't say that was one of my favorites. None of his favorites. I don't think any of uh, Dolly Parton's movies are any of my favorites, but I do like her. Then, of course, Jane Fonda, and she and then, is massive. What were you going to say? What movies was she in? I'm just kind of curious. On what Have you seen movies with her before? No, but she did a brief stint of sitting on a tank or something. I remember hearing about that. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I didn't think we'd talk about politics, but yeah, she has nicknamed Hanoi Jane for a reason. So, (laughs) (laughs) so anyway, Jane Fonda's in this plan, very different than some of her other roles. I think she was in Barefoot in the Park. Was that the one she was in with, uh, Robert Redford? Robert Redford. Yes. She was in that. What are most of her roles? Her biggest role. Romantic roles or something? No, she's a, she's a wide range of different stuff. Right now she's really big because she's in that Frankie show movie. What is it? That TV show? Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. So she's in that. that. Netflix TV show with Lily Tomlin, right? Yeah. Yeah, With Lily Tomlin. And uh, which that was one of the neat things is you go over this list uh, as y'all look at the list, but as you look at the, the, the roles that all these actors, directors and writers, all the main ones, they end up all being in each other's different films. And apparently, I, so it tells me, and it, all that took place after this film, it tells me they really all enjoyed working together for them to continue doing that, to be able to do it. Matter of fact, Jane Fonda picked, uh, uh, for Golden Pond, she went and got, uh, uh, what is it, Dabney Coleman. She got Dabney Coleman to be in that because she really enjoyed working with him on this film. And so if you go through it, there's just all of these. It just seems like on this film, they all enjoyed working together so much and they end up doing other stuff. You know, the one that wrote... Um, God, what did, uh, he wrote, Colin Higgins wrote something. God, what was it? Straight Talk. Uh, Patricia Resnick, she wrote this, and so she brought, so in Straight Talk, you get her again. So, so I don't know. But just And so we're kind of jumping around here, but uh, of course, Jane Fonda's in Barbarella. Has anybody ever seen that movie? Sad to say I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that Nobody movie. Nobody here is surprised that you've seen yeah, that Yeah, that movie. came out in 1968. Yeah, was, uh, and then on Golden Pond, which I've never seen on Golden Pond. I've always heard it's really, really good, but I've never seen that. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Um. Lily Tomlin is, a, is in a movie that I put on our list that we've not got to yet, but she's in All, in, All of Me, uh, which was with uh, Steve Martin. It's a really good movie. It's my favorite movie. It's not my favorite <laughs> movie. Just kidding. Uh, no, it's a really good movie, though. I think it'd be worth for us watching it. Uh, Big Business was a movie I saw as a kid. And then, of course, one of my favorite actors, Dabney Coleman. I love oh, Dabney man. Coleman. That's my man right there. Yeah, and so I was really excited that he's in this movie. I think he's the reason I originally watched this years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I remembered, it's weird, when I, before I saw this again, I remembered this differently. I remembered him being very, I remember him being condescending, but I thought he was really funny and smart-alecky. 
And I think that was because I've seen him in so many other roles that that's how I remembered him. Does that make sense? And so you remember him. And in this role, I don't, he doesn't, he's not really that bright in this movie. He's very, very different than what I thought. Like, he's not very funny. He's just, he's a, he's a sexist and he's a chauvinist. Uh, he's but, a typical businessman of the era. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's, well, and I, I don't know if we just talk about this now. I, I do wonder if, though, it was a very strong stereotype of him. Does that make sense? Like, he was over the top on everything. I really hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, uh, they were definitely trying to highlight that. So. Yes, there's. Yes. Yeah. So they did a great job. So, so that's all the characters. And the only other person I was just going to bring up is uh, who plays Tinsworthy. Uh, that's Sterling Hayden. His uh, career was pretty awesome. He was in Doctor Strange Love, Asphalt Jungle, uh, which I haven't. I've seen Doctor Strange Love. I've seen Godfather. I haven't seen The Killing or Asphalt Jungle, but I've always wanted to see The Killing. It's supposed to be a really, really interesting movie. Yeah, that's see, my had, favorite movie. It's. <laughs> <laughs> the world stopped when you said that. <laughs> Chris hasn't seen a movie before 1980. So. <laughs> no, but I had not. When we were talking the other day, we were talking about Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kept referring to him as Doctor <laughs> Strange Love, and I thought yes. it was just. Cannot I actually, say something <laughs> like that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out it's a real thing. <laughs> Who'd have known? Oh my gosh! Are we gonna read, cut that out? I don't know. Probably not. It's all right. We can fix it. Yeah, or not. We'll fix it. Who knows? You really can't good. edit. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck with whatever happens. Oh my yeah. goodness! That's mm. a real thing. I will never be in the ministry after this podcast. <laughs> so it was a fairly successful movie. Yeah, it seemed yes, like it. It was at number two in the. I read something that said it was number two in the box office for that year. And uh, the only thing I could think of that would have beat it for sure would have been Empire Strikes Back. It came out in 1980 as well. But I, I didn't look at Well, this it came up. out in December of 80. So I don't know if the numbers would go to the next year. Yeah. I'm not sure. That would make more sense for taking 81. That. So I, I have no idea. I didn't look that up. I guess I should have looked it up. It, was, it, it, wasn't, it, it really doesn't fit our. our Criteria, yeah, our, it doesn't fit our criteria. Oh, because it made a killing, yeah. But that's when we picked the movies, and so since this came sure. from outside, <clears throat> even though it came from the librarian, it still counted. And we're like, oh, okay, well, we can watch this as we great. And so, and one of the benefits of a movie that comes from 1980 is a lot of people alive may not have seen it. That's true, right now. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's fewer people around from that time. <laughs> <laughs> So let's jump in, let's jump to the characters. What did you think of the first characters and everything? Because the main character is supposed to be Judy, which is uh, what is it? Yeah, the story starts Jane off Jane in Potter. her life. Yeah, so it just follows her. You know, mm -hmm. she's a recent divorcee. I mean, I'm sure that was very very common in the '80s to have somebody get divorced and go have to get a job. I'm sure that even yeah. happens now. That that she's fresh that. into the workplace. Yeah, and it sounds like he was a jerk. He was cheating on her. That's what they they make sure you with understand. his secretary. Yeah. Yes, and so yeah. Um, which we end up meeting him during it, and he seems like a moron. She seems way smarter than she should be with him. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong when I read saw that. But, so, but we see them, and then we see uh, Lily Tomlin, who clearly, her character, I thought, was probably the smartest character in the whole movie, like over everybody, and even the big boss. Like she was, you know, clearly they've, they've held her back. They've not got her doing what she needs to do, and so Violet, and she's very resentful. Well, I would be too. And rightfully right. so. I'm not I disagreeing. Think that's true, because she trained Dabney Coleman. Yeah, she trained his character, and that he got passed. She got passed over for He's, him. Yeah, they make it very clear that 
the obstacles that were in her way were just the fact that she was a woman, the male preferred system that was in place, the patriarchy of the, of the corporation. Well, and he does, and to really push it, to make her really know her role under him, if that makes sense, was just how he's like, does so demeaning. And I want my coffee. Go get me a coffee. Go get me. And just constantly making her do things that really didn't fit what she needed to do. Like that was not her job at all. And so she'd have to take time out of whatever she was doing to go run and do his stupid errands, including going buying something for his wife. You know, and so which then he ended up actually giving well, they it to think it's for his wife. Yeah, they think it's for his wife. He gives it to Dorley. I think all three of these characters, if you look, and then Dorley's the third character. She's clearly country southern. She is sweet as can be. That's put, Dolly Parton's. Yeah, character. this is Dolly Parton. She is sweet as can be, one of the nicest people, and they do a good job. I think, and I'll see what you guys think, but I think they do a good job of. She seems like she would be nice to everybody in that office, like always, just nice to everybody. And they talk about it later, but right, right when you first meet her, you really realize real quickly that she is sweet as can be and then everybody in that office has a cold shoulder to her. I mean, they treat her like... She can't figure it out. She doesn't know why she's being ignored. And the reason is... Well, he's lying about her. Yeah. He's telling everybody that... Or he's bragging about um, being with her. Yeah, Mr. Hart is constantly bragging about and, you know, making it like she's his... Mistress. Mistress, yeah. yeah. So, but Dorley, honestly, look, even before going this, I just want to say that's the best character in this movie. I think uh, Dolly Parton is phenomenal in this. To, to, to know that this is her first role, I thought she was terrific. I thought she hit every one of her lines. She was funny when she needed to be. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I was kind of curious on what y'all think about her, how, how she did, how Dolly Parton did in this. Well, I think she did good. I mean, she did yeah. a great job. Um, I think Lily Tomlin stole the show, though. I, I liked that it focused on her so much. She playing hard-nosed in that environment. You know, I mean, it's not her thing. You know, it was a serious role. Yeah. So I thought she did a great job. I had the same perspective. I mean, I thought that Dolly Parton did a great job, and I really liked her character, but Violet was my favorite. Really? Yeah. You know what? My, Violet was not my favorite because of the uh, Snow White scene. That was that was <laughs> annoying to me. Yeah, it was annoying uh, to me. It was like absolutely the worst scene in the movie. Was yeah. it worse to you? Yes. So that, 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 that took me away, and Dolly, the, everything about Dolly. <laughs> I love how when no. she started the introduction, she was like, my favorite scene is, and then said my I don't know if it's my favorite one. It's just the one I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's funny, though, because none of us just mentioned in uh, Librarian, who was your favorite character? I think it's got to be Dolly. Dolly. Yeah, it's got to be Dolly. Well, she was definitely, it seemed the most natural with her. Like, she was just naturally, because she had already been in front of people and cameras and everything, so it was nothing to her. She seemed more relaxed than anybody else, I think. It was a more natural kind of performance, but to me, Lily Tomlin, it kind of almost went, her character was against her grain, kind of. I mean, she was serious the whole time, except for the Snow White thing, which I liked if it was shorter. Yeah, it would go a long time. It went too long. I thought it was She neat. was serious or panicked. That's what she... Yes. <laughs> so I think it's She's funny. taking that body of the hospital. Dolly clearly played Dolly. I mean, it was Dolly Parton playing Dolly Parton. Yes. Okay, and so, yeah, I yeah. get that. She was very, very good. But on the same thing y'all are saying about Lily... To me, that's Jane Fonda was playing totally typecast different than what she does normally. She's not quiet and meek. That's not her in real life. or That's not how she's been in any movie I've ever seen of her. Everything. She's usually more outspoken. I, and I so, haven't I just seen think, a lot well, of Jane Fonda. Me either. I've seen Barbarella, and I've seen, uh, I think I've seen, and the Barefoot in the Park, and neither of those. She's very different than I've both of those. I've so. seen that. I didn't know her. But I, I thought saw she, Monster-in-Law. I, she played that meek character very well. She did. Yeah, she she did. did. But I think it's neat, though, because if you're, if you're talking about that movie and you're thinking about that movie, you really are thinking of, I think you're thinking of Tomlin or I think you're thinking of Dolly. 
or even Dabney over over her. At least that's what I would I would think. But it's neat. But to me, that the fact that that movie got made basically because of her, she was the one that pushed yeah. it. She said, "Hey, let's get this done and everything." And then to take that role, hey, we need a third person that's going to be right there alongside us because it could have been Dolly was just kind of a side character. And you wouldn't have been top billing, but they were smart enough to know, hey, it needs to be all three of us, all three of us yeah. different ladies that are all different perspectives. And all of us are getting treated like garbage. And for that time, and I think, and I'm not saying it can't happen now, but I think specifically in that time, I think uh, making sure to understand that women can do some of those jobs. And, and I'm, I don't want to start sexism or anything like that in here, but I think that was making a really, really good point. Uh, they, they could do these different roles. Matter of fact, at the end, only one of them stays in that kind of business, right? The other two go do different things. And so yeah, the things that are actually... Lily Tomlin's character. Yeah. She's the yeah. one that becomes, you know, strong business leader and everything. And then, of course, yeah. Dolly goes and does country music. And they highlight that whenever Dabney Coleman's character is absent and kidnapped, you know, and they're yes. running the show. It shows all mm-hmm. of their decision-making and how it improves things in the company and how things get better for the employees and, and for production and all of that. And so it, it shows that they're competent and capable under the same situations. As the, as the movie starts, really all three of them don't have a lot in common. And, uh, and so the commonality for them is... Uh, that terrible boss. Yeah, Mr. Hart. I mean, Mr. Hart is what brings them all together. And I think it was because they fired one of the, co- the employees because I can't remember if she was late. She was talking about her salary. That's what. Or yeah. her paycheck yeah. or something. Yeah, and she was in the bathroom when she did it. Like she yes. Was, yes. And so... She's in the bathroom talking to this person about her salary. In the office. And Hart was in there writing it down on toilet paper. Who is she? Is she like his VP or something? What is she like? That snitch? Her position. I think she was just I think she's just a regular secretary like Jane Fonda. Okay. Yeah, I thought she might have had the same role as Violet. Because they said there were two other people. Violet said there were two other people. Oh, maybe she was. So I thought she was just one of those three. But Violet was the one that got the job done. But yeah, she's the brown noser to Hart. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And rats everybody out. Yes. And look, I don't know if you've ever worked in the corporate world. I did, and we had a guy that was just like that. And uh, and I just remember one time we were sitting in our offices, and if anything got mentioned, and we were working in kind of a uh, – there was probably a bunch of cubicles. But if this one guy heard what you said, the boss would hear it. So I would say crazy stuff sometimes just to get him to go tell the boss that. And be, and the boss comes, did you say that? I don't know what you're talking about. You, know, like, <laughs> you had to feed the weasel. Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun doing that kind of stuff with that guy and everything. So I've worked with a person like that, and they're annoying. If you're listening, you've, if you've worked with this, they're annoying. And if you're that person, stop it. It was She was definitely the I, – I almost disliked her more than Hart. I did, too. Like, she I, was just – Oh, I couldn't. That's why I worked the road solo. Door-to-door leather pants salesman. It's life for me. That's the only way to do it. Except for it's hot. Right now. I mean, she's not as bad as Hart, but it was just, it just she's felt really She's almost as sleazy, bad as Hart. You know? Because it's almost like she doesn't care that he is demeaning and condescending to other women. To other women. Yeah. She just is, I just, I just want to be good. I just want him to think I'm awesome. And yeah. See, I think she's like the neighbor that's always looking out the window in, in everybody's <laughs> business, but then goes, well, you know, I try not to pry. You oh, know, yeah. they're always like, oh, I don't get anybody, but this is what I heard. She said stuff very pleasantly, but it, it, like she could insult you while she says it. Like she's very happy for you. If she were from Alabama, she would put oh, bless your heart. But, yeah. After everything she I, said, I don't think she's smart enough. I mean, if you, I just don't think she's smart. all she has going for her is to be able to listen and record what people are saying. Well, now she knows saying. French. And then she learns French. <laughs> so what they end up doing to get rid of her, they they send her off on this course uh, to learn French. And then if she gets back in time, they'd already decided they were going to send her somewhere. Well, why else. do they need to get rid of her though? 
Okay, so we're going to jump into some stuff. So one of the uh, so they don't like her. They don't. They're not happy with Hart because he fires this one girl, and uh, and so one by one they all go off and uh, start drinking at the local bar. And all three of them are sitting there drinking at the local bar. One of the uh, characters, Violet, her son had a marijuana cigarette, and so she had gotten it from him. And so then they said, "Well, let's go smoke this." And if you're listening, we're not condoning that. But they all end up going back to, I don't know, did they go to They Dolly's? went to Dora Lee's house, I think. Yeah, they went yeah. to Dora Lee's house, which Dolly's house. And uh, and then they drank and smoked the marijuana. And then that's when they become probably the most famous part of the whole movie. I mean, I think that's what you remember. Mm-hmm. Are the fantasies. Years, uh, it's the fantasies. And so they have these three fantasies. And so uh, Violet's fantasy is, I'll let you, since it's your favorite and we don't <laughs> like it, we'll let you tell them what it is. <laughs> so it is uh, Violet. She wanted the fantasy that would be like a fairy tale. And so she, it shows her dressed up kind of like Snow White. I'm sure it's not Snow White. I seriously doubt Disney would have let them do that. But it made me. Th- it makes you think of Snow White. And she's got the woodland animated animals all around her and singing their songs and the birds are all around. So she, she takes rat poison and she puts it in his coffee. <laughs> the thing I remember... The most about that scene is when she took that spoon and stirred it and then lifted it out and it's just melted. It's just gone. I thought that was so funny as a child. And so then um, she gives him his his coffee and, you know, he starts to choke and he realizes he's been poisoned and then she throws him out the window. And I think that's also why it's my favorite one because I think I would have wanted to throw him out a window too. All while the... Snow White music is yes. playing, and, and which, the birds are chirping. And I like I like how they smoke marijuana, and then they their fantasies are like they're on mushrooms or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, goodness, well, he said it was good stuff. Remember the the sun. That's right. He said stuff. it was the the really good stuff. Yeah. One interesting part of that is, yeah, none of them look like Disney, fully Disney. They're all close and everything because it was not owned by Disney. Yeah. But later on, Disney bought it, and so they own the rights to it now. So. Which means I wonder if we could watch that. We need to look that up. You might be able to see this on Disney Plus, and that we don't, oh, have to don't pay know. for it. So I didn't check this one out and everything. So that was the first one. Then the second one, I can't remember. For, I think it was. Uh, John I don't Fonis remember the other one. two very well. They were both. I think that was the most vivid one. But mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. one is. Uh, I want to think it's Jane Fonda's the next one. I might be wrong. I might be getting that order back. But anyway, she dreams she's a hunter. And so she's hunting big mm-hmm. game, but she's hunting me in the office, and so she's chasing. Oh around. yeah. She chases him all the way to the bathroom, meanwhile firing the gun over and over again. And then she catches him in the bathroom, puts the rifle at him, aims it, and then you I think it goes dark and then you hear an explosion. And so And then it shows his head like up on oh, the wall, right. like that, he's a deer or something. He's mounted. That was funny. That was that was, that was really good. I thought mm-hmm. that was a good ending now. And then the last one is uh Dorley. Uh she's you know, I guess a cow cowboy. And I don't remember what he does. Oh, she's being a jerk to him. She's doing exactly to him yes, what, what he, he does did to, to her. her. And so, because he'll invite her, she's a secretary, so he'll invite her into his office, and then they'll hit on her, and they'll do crazy things so they can look at her uh, bosom, like he'll he'll drop pencils on the floor so they can look at her bosom and everything. So there's a lot of crazy stuff they do that. Yeah, he is really really bad. So hers is she does the same thing. She makes him turn around, and when he doesn't want to do it, then she ties him up, hog ties him, and uh, and then she puts him on a what is that thing? What is it? They turn it and put a pig in it. Oh, spit, spit. That's spit right, and yes. like roasts him. Yeah, so yeah. she roasts him at the I end. About that. Which did you guys realize? And this is me and uh, the librarian were talking about this. Did you realize that everything that they envisioned, they all did. They all did that same thing. Because 
uh, Lily's character, she imagines poisoning him, and that's she what she does. does. Dolly's character imagines hogtying him. That's exactly what she does. Unless she used a phone cord. Unless she used a phone cord. And then, uh, who's the last one? Jane Fonda's Jane character. Fonda. She uh, imagines shooting him, and she fires that pistol at him. And so all three of them did, did exactly what they, they were going to do. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was neat. I thought that was good neat. point. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that was pretty interesting how that. So anyway, they have those. That's their vision. They go back to work the next day. Everything's normal. She gets asked to make coffee, and this is Lily characters get asked to make coffee. And one of the dumb things in this movie, but it's fine, is they have a sweetener that's got this huge box, and it's a sweetener, and it looks exactly like this other box that they bring out, which is rat poison. The only difference is, I think, a crossbones on them in the name. And that's it. But they're very, very similar. But I think the movie understood how ridiculous that was because they kept saying, they're exactly the same, except for this little skull and crossbones in the corner. <laughs> they said that two or three times. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think they, yes, yes. And clearly this is making fun of a lot of stuff. And so I don't know if we can, you could take it serious. I don't think there was a suspension. Oh, I don't think here. this I think is intended to more, be serious at all. Yeah, I think it's more about the characters and, and the things they go through. So, yeah, so she ends up. Uh, accidentally poison we're thinking she poisoned him she brings him the coffee then she goes off on some errands she's gone for the rest of the day when he goes to drink the coffee over and over they've shown us that his, tr- his chair was messed up so yeah. he leans back the chair falls and he never drinks the coffee mm-hmm. and hits but his head hits his head he's knocked out and so they take him to the hospital well Dorley takes him to the hospital mm-hmm. and then uh, everybody else thinks now he's poisoned because they all start conferring with each other and talking they're like oh my gosh I poisoned him and so now they're trying to figure out what to do. So now we get the hospital scene. Chris, do you want to explain the hospital scene as they get to the hospital? By the way, did y'all watch this one in one sitting, or did it take you your normal three or four times? I did. I just watched it through. No, it took me a couple. I, <laughs> I rewound it a few times. And, uh, oh, you liked it that much? No, I see just, it again. I just don't have like Patience. an hour and a half to sit still. I have to go and do life things. I do laugh at the other two hosts on this that one can't watch the whole movie and then the other one's never seen any movies. So, yeah. this so is one she, of the insane movie. <laughs> yeah. So she shows up by herself, right? Is that right? Doralee goes with him to the yeah. hospital in the ambulance. And Violet and oh uh, yeah, that's right. She rode with him. Violet yes. and Judy, they Judy confers with Violet, tells Violet yes. about what happens. Violet's like, oh my gosh, oh my I poisoned, gosh, I poisoned him. him. And so they rush to the hospital. He gets put into a hospital room along with some kind of. Killer. I'm not sure what it was. He, I don't remember what he was. Was he in witness protection? I'm not really sure. It was somebody. I don't remember. I but just there was that, a cop there guarding yes. the, the other guy. He'd been shot or something. And he dies. Yes. She overhears the conversation. Yeah. About him dying and thinks they're talking about Hart. Hart. But Hart has gotten up and walked out when he realized that he was okay. Like he, Yes. And the right. ladies did not know that. So now Violet <laughs> comes up with this insane plot in this movie. To steal the dead body. This might be my favorite scene. It's when she's walking all over that Chris hospital. Is this one of your favorite Sorry. scenes? <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I, really? I like this scene. Yeah, oh, that was. I mean, so it's funny. definitely, it was definitely ridiculous. Yes, you know, and, that's you know, why I like it because I don't it's know crazy. anyone would ever do it, but you go along with it, and it's really wild. And eventually, she makes it out of the hospital. Yes, with the body, who is covered in a sheet, so she still hasn't figured out that it's heart. And uh, and then gets it into the trunk, still without ever seeing the body, which is also strange. <laughs> so ridiculous! Yeah. So great. Closes I love the it. trunk, and they get they get out of there. And um, which uh, going along with what Brody had said at the front, of her going against Topcast. This is where she goes back to 
what I imagine when I think of Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin is known as being a comedian, hilarious. And the whole time yes. she's running around that hospital, she's making faces mm-hmm. that are hilarious, sneaking around. And so it really is the, that's the Lily Tomlin that you fully get Lily Tomlin. Totally not cool right now. She's just crazy. And so it was really, really good. I think, yeah, she does a really, really good job. Well, she actually had her other movie that she was working on. She had that director pause the shooting so she could do this movie during it. She was doing The uh, the Incredible Shrinking Woman. Oh, okay. So she was in that, and at first she had turned down the role of Violet. And then when they got into discussions and she was able to get that project paused, she came and did 9 to 5. Hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't know that she had, had come from another movie to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, now they're 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 on the they're on the road. But she, yeah, she grabs the girls. Yeah, they all, all three of them get in there, and they're I don't even know where they're going. Where are they going to get rid of that body? I can't remember that. Do they? Do they have like well, any kind? Well, of plan? they're driving down the road, like trying to figure out what they're going to do. Right. And they're like, panicking. I don't think they have a plan. Yeah, I mean, when you say driving, up. that's that's a loose term, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are flying down the road, going, yes. you know. And so Lily has went crazy, which I think they do a good job of Dorley because Dorley's just like, she's insane. She like, does not need to be yeah. driving. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let me change for a second. All right. Did you know that the license plate frame said secretaries do it nine to five? No way. No, <laughs> no it did not. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I'm wild. going to go back and watch that. <laughs> oh, my word. No, I didn't see that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, I missed that. On Violet's car? Yeah. So they oh, crash. How do they, how do they crash? No, a policeman stops. No, them. no, no. They get police. They get pulled well, over. On no, way they back. crash too. Yeah. So she hits a. She freaks out and the then dumpster like as it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. crashes and messes up her front tire, one of her yeah. front tires, and so, so they're all trying to figure out how to do it. They have to get the jack and stuff out of the back. Yes. To get the tire off. Who do they send back there? Is it Jane? Is it? Or no, they need a crowbar to bend the yeah, that's fender it. out. That's it. I just know those are the first two that it's, get back there. And they it's realize. It's Dolly Parton that goes back there. Yeah, okay. she goes back there first. And she realizes. And then she calls. Not, yeah. yeah, she Jane says, you need to come there. look at this. Yeah. yeah. So then they're like, hey, come back here. And so that's when. Uh, they realize it's not. And Violet comes back there and realizes, oh, we got the wrong person. You know, and yeah. And it's just so funny. Like, they don't think, hey, we, let's just leave the body here or anything like that. They're like, oh, we can just take it back. <laughs> Like, instead of getting so rid of the body, because they've already stolen the body. Yes. <laughs> they feel like, oh, we should, we should, we should take return this back it. where it yeah. came from. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's put the dead body back in the hospital. So th- that's their so plan. So they do. Well, they, 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 which I thought was a cool thing. They drive back and they get pulled over by a cop because mm-hmm. they're flying. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too. The cop pulls them over and asks them questions, and he's not very, I mean, they did this in every movie. Their taillight was out. Yeah, their taillight. Yes, that and was it. so they're he's going to want to help them fix the taillight or whatever, yeah. and uh, and so then Violet pretends that she's a doctor. She's wearing a doctor's coat because that's how she snuck the body out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of those things you're like, the cop's not going to just. I mean, yeah, that's suspicious disbelief for me. That was, it was yeah. definitely yeah, yeah. So ridiculous. Yeah, because he was like, I mean, anytime a cop hears they're lying. And Hell he yeah. knows they're lying, you know. Well, he acts. I mean, he seems kind of duncy in the yeah. In the movie. he's your yes. normal cop in a movie of a comedy. He's not going to be bright, yeah. yeah. And so he's like, "Which one of you is sick?" And they're like, they both say me, mm-hmm. you know, and because of the paint or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Was yeah, something like that. Everything's very flaky here, and then they just kind of instead of showing you, they just pretend that they're back in the hospital, like they snuck him in without any hard problem. Or they just kind of. 
Threw him on a gurney or threw him on a wheelchair, wheelchair and pushed him in there and ran away. Now, that was a funny yeah, line that was there. Funny. Yeah, because the uh, custodian found the body in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And what's the bathroom? What did she say? It was like, we uh, got another stiff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's every day they yes. find yeah. another like, dead body. It's just dead just bodies randomly. all over the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, that's the thing. So they think they've gotten away with it. They go back to uh, work the next day and there's heart. And, uh, I guess they talked about it in the hot in the bathroom, and then that's where that yes, total, and the mole was in there. Yeah, so she records them, writes it down on toilet paper exactly what they said, and so she brings it to Hart, and he finds out that they had accidentally poisoned him, mm-hmm. even though he didn't drink the poison, and so he's going to be able to get rid of. Actually, we don't know what he's going to do. He's going to make him do whatever he wants, which Dora Lee for sure he had things he wanted to make her do and everything, which would probably highly inappropriate, yes. and so. Which the good thing about Dora Lee is she's pretty awesome. Like she had actually mentioned before when they were all hanging around that she always carries a gun, and uh, so she's always got a gun. And <laughs> I like what she say. I'll turn you from a rooster to a hen and yes. one shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But so, he feels like he has all the power now. Yeah, he's got all the power, and but he chose the wrong one to go against. Yeah. Yes. So because Dora Lee, she ain't gonna put up with that. No, she's not. She's not gonna care, and so she hogties him really quickly and goes gets. She goes and gets Jane. She hogties him in the middle of a work day, isn't it? <laughs> yes. In broad daylight. Yes. I mean, he's in his office with the doors closed, mm-hmm. but I mean, like. And then she puts something in his brave. mouth so he can't talk. Yeah. So that, yeah. So it's a pretty funny scene. I mean, she really did, but she's, she's doing exactly what she had shown in her dream that she could do. And so she hogties him. So she's afraid they're going to get in trouble for. Trying to kill him. Yes. They have no idea. Yeah, she doesn't know what they're going to do, but they're, she knows that they're all in trouble. And, of course, he's telling them, I'll have you fired. I'll have you arrested. He's screaming until she puts that in his mouth. And then uh, she goes to gather the other girls again. Which I can't remember. Where was uh, – I don't – Violet's gone somewhere because they bring Jane yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And Dorley gives the pistol to he, her. Yeah, so she's going to go get Violet now, or something. Now, meanwhile, I thought this was the middle of the work day, right? Well, at the end, they're leaving. Everybody's leaving for the day. Okay, so it must have been. So it empties end. out. Yes. But it empties out real quickly because yeah. as she's going to get Violet, Hart talks Judy into untying Yes. Him. Yeah. And then he said, Well, I lied. And but she's got the pistol. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then she just fires, starts firing the pistol. She yeah. closed her eyes. I don't know. I guess she's is she aiming at him or trying to aim at him? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. No. This she, might be the most insane part not. of the movie. It's like, what are you doing? Like, what is she like? Why yeah. is she firing the gun? So but I guess she had to come finish that since that's what her dream was. Um, and of course, she shoots out the windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the interior. Yeah, window. which is a pretty funny scene. And then that's when he stops, and then the other girls bring him back in. They they mm-hmm. they see the fire, and then they take it take him back in. Well, they come up with this insane plan. Then what are we going to do with him? Yeah, we can't let mm-hmm. him go because we'll go to jail. We can't kill him because we're not that kind of person, right? What do we do? And so they need to get leverage on him. That's how. That's what they decide. Yes. And it's one of those things like, how do they get them out of the building? Like all those things. That, oh, and we just don't see any of that. So it makes it a lot easier. Right. Throughout the movie, they've made references to this account that he's in control of. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is where that comes into play. Well, and let's jump. We, one person we forgot to mention was Hart's also married. So Hart's got a wife. Yeah. As much as they make these women look like very bright. Yes. They make her not so much. You know, she is very unaware mm-hmm. of yes. the life that clearly. She has. And he's not cheating with just Jorley. Like, he's he's probably been doing stuff for a long time. I mean, just watching him. And so, how she's never seen this. And she comes up with a plan. Like, we meet her early where she wants to go on vacation, right, mm-hmm. with him. She thinks he's the best. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's how he does this because he sends her away on these month-long vacations. Yeah. 
Well, she's always carrying bags of new stuff. and everything. Yes. I mean, it's basically she's the stay-at-home, spend-your-money kind of wife. Well, no, no. They said she was the rich one, remember? They say something in there where she's the rich oh, I don't one. So that. I think he married into rich. Like oh, she's I, rich. I, I think they, that. I think they say something. I might be getting that wrong, but I'm pretty sure they say something. So, but uh, the, even the, that when she comes to him, she's like, oh, we'll go away for four weeks. I'm like, what spouse is able to go away for four weeks? He's got a job. Like, yeah. I, I was just very surprised with that. And then Hart, of course, yells at her. I can't go away for four weeks. Yeah. So then he sends her so away she for does. eight weeks. I think he outright doesn't he outright say like, I I can't spend four weeks with you. <laughs> like, I think so. She's just so oblivious to. <laughs> that's a, and that's a Dabney Coleman moment. Like oh, yeah. things like that. That's what I want. In the rest of this movie, there's a lot of it. Not that he's bad or anything. It's just. He's not hilarious. He's just angry. Does that make sense? I don't know how to describe yeah. it. Dabney Coleman to me is his best when he's just, and I'm not saying I, I think these are right, but when he's sexist and saying stuff, he can be pretty funny, okay? And that's going to make, I know that sound, makes me sound terrible, but in this. I didn't find his character that funny. I didn't find it either, that, but that's what I'm saying. Don't you think he could have been funny if he had been more funny with that? But they were making more like Maybe. he's an idiot. So, does that make well, sense? yeah, they didn't want him to be funny. They That's right. They didn't want him to be a likable character. No, right. They, they you don't want to like him. Mm-hmm. So. He's a jerk. Does that make sense? I'm not trying to say I'm for sex is funny. I'm just saying you're I think saying I that be sexism funny. is funny. I'm 100% for it. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> I think it would have been funnier character, but I understand why they didn't do it. But in some of the movies he's been in. That's what he actually had a TV show, Buffalo Buffalo Bill was a TV show, and I think that's what he was like. I've never seen it, but I've read about it. It's supposed to be it, actually they, they say it's pretty funny, so but I've never seen it. So the girls, where do they take him first? There's only one place to take him, right? Don't they just take him to? Uh, Is it straight to his house, or do they? I thought it was straight to his house. I couldn't remember if they. Went I think it's straight else to first. his house because yeah. they knew his wife was off. Yes. Oh yeah, his wife's yes, out of town. Yes, because his wife's out of town. Yeah, so they put yeah, so they put him in his uh, they put him upstairs, which I'm surprised. I thought they'd put him in a basement or something, but they give him. They his put a, him in his bedroom. Yes, put him in his bedroom. They come up with this uh, <laughs> system, which is a, basically it's a garage door opener. Yes. It's a genie. It's so yes. Which I've got this scene in the front of the movie. I don't movie know what garage door that. opener runs at 700 RPM. <laughs> do, do, a, a, a genie. <laughs> Do you think they did put that that first that scene where we see her son where he's got the the weed where she's putting a garage door in her house just to have this yes. part where she Oh, I didn't even that. think of yes, that. Yes. Yeah, it's so, exactly why they put it okay, in there. Okay, yeah, that had to be that and everything. But yeah, they put so a garage door So that we would know that she put that garage door opener in it, his It bedroom. seems like it would be easier to have the garage have his it would be easier to move a bed downstairs into the garage than to put a whole garage door. So explain the garage door to the listeners. Yeah, basically any anytime- garage door opener. The, the way that it works is it's tied to him. They put him in some monkey suit. I mean, no, it's, it's a things. it's a hang gliders. Yes. It's is that what that is? Hang yes. gliders like vest. They padlocked a hang glider uh-huh. suit over his body. You know, from Costco or whatever. Yeah, where yeah. they got <laughs> it. Where they got it, yes. <laughs> They've attached one of those garage door openers into his bedroom. To the back of his belt. And so, kind of. and then anytime they push the button to hit the garage, <laughs> it jerks him all the way back up to the ceiling where he looks like a, <laughs> like honestly, every <laughs> time <laughs> I see that, I'm like, I want to ride that. That so, looks like that would be so fun. Weirdest version so weird. of Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will say that that might be the best Dabney Coleman moments is whenever he gets pulled because he he just has so much fun as he swings back and forth. So yeah, they, it, I don't know. It, it might be worth watching the movie just to, the just to watch that part because that happens probably. So like three he can or more go times. to the bathroom, he can watch TV, he can lay in the bed, but he can't really go outside of right. that. 
in his that room. range yeah. of movement. Well, if you really think about it, can he go to the bathroom? Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> of that outfit he's got <laughs> Like, he could make it into the room. <laughs> I didn't think about that. He totally is strapped into the suit. And they <laughs> that act suit like he is really. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point there, Yeah, buddy. we're just going to hide mm. you up here, connected to the garage door opener, and have you sit in your own filth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice to know you, Hart. Yeah, so he gets stuck there, and apparently he's doing the um, criminal enterprise. He's been saw, uh, cheap selling some of his stock in the company. Well, it or comes down some. to embezzling. He was. He was selling uh, he had overstock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. inventory. That's inventory. It. So and, and he emptied uh, a he warehouse. He was pocketing this stuff, yeah, which is so weird. Like you're rich as can be. Why are you stealing? Yeah. But just well, again, the, maybe the, he's rich as can be because he was stealing. I think it was because of his no. good point. Good point. I mean, it might have been he wanted to leave his wife, and so he was getting his own money, so he'd have that to be able to do something. Or maybe we're overanalyzing <laughs> too deep <laughs> into this movie. I mean, it's he about a man shallow. hooked up to a garage door opener. <laughs> I don't think they had a lot of backstory. I, I, well, I would say this too. He's a pure jerk and this is just another jerky thing. Sure. And sometimes bad people can just do bad things because they can. And maybe it's just another it, so. reason for us to dislike him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so they have to go on shifts and take care of him. Mm-hmm. And one of them is there usually at a time. It's always uh, Judy at night because she doesn't have kids and a husband, so she's able to stay at night. So their their goal is to get all the information about this uh, embezzling that he's been doing mm-hmm. so they have proof to hold over his head so that he won't turn them in. So during this, this part, as they're doing this, they're also running the office. And uh, all the ideas they've had, Violet's had tons of good ideas, but even Dorley. Yeah, they're acting Judy like he's up. still there. Yes. Yeah. So they, they, so they, first off, they get rid of the mole. They send her off because she always to wants learn to French. Talk to and then everybody else, they kind of, they start helping out. Matter of fact, the girl he had fired because of talking, they had brought her back. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she wanted to do, she wanted to work half a day because she wanted to be home with her kid. And but they she had to. That's yeah. Part of it was when they fired her, she said, "Look, at least I'll have the time to yeah. spend with the kids and everything." But so flash forward and they bring her back and they started a timeshare or a work yeah. share kind of thing mm-hmm. to help out with the children. And they got a daycare and yes. all kinds so of stuff. So it's like two that, part-timers fill the place of one full-timer. But that was one thing. They did a mm-hmm. whole bunch of other stuff that they started adding. They made a, it was just a ton of different cool things to add to the workforce to make it a pleasant, good experience. And so everything in the office, productivity starts going up like crazy. Morale. Morale's high. Mm-hmm. Everybody's excited. Less people are uh, missing because of being sick. Um, everybody's excited, you know, and, and it's really cool. One of the things that happens is like Violet and Dorley will talk to somebody and they'll tell them, oh, yeah, he, Mr. Hart says you're doing a good job. And they're like, he said that? Like they would be, yeah. and I thought that was really, really cool. How they, they even did, got so. the lush to dry out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the girl yeah, they, that was. Yeah, the drunk girl. Yeah, it was yeah, always, and, uh, always drinking. I think she was actually the only one from the movie that made it to the series. You know, they had a series that had 80-something episodes mm-hmm. of nine to yeah, five three and, seasons yeah. yeah and dolly parton's sister played the dollars That's right. uh but the lush was in it she's the only person from the movie that also did oh. the tv but they changed her name and kept her dry well that's cool did they make and, her a bigger role in the series i don't know that's pretty neat though yeah so yeah i went in well, good I, for her. I didn't think about mentioning 80 the episodes series. yeah that's a did. run yeah it did good mm-hmm. it did good i mean it did yeah. fine from back then so uh, which Very I always well. think 80s were some of the best TV series of all time. They really, really had some. Really I mean, yeah, stuff. Alf. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all your favorites. <laughs> all your favorites. <laughs> so, so anyway, so they, all these changes uh, are coming, and it, it shows them. I mean, not, not as a montage, but as a hey, they come back and they start going through all of it because the big boss man 
right? Yes. Well, and they end up, and we're kind of we're getting to the very end, so we're going to go ahead and tell you what's happening. A couple things are about to happen. His wife is about to get back home. They're about early. To, yeah, she's coming early. She's going to come early. The um, the information they need, they're about to have, but then they find out that he has been Mr. Hart has been free for three days. Like he's been pretending he's tied up. He's been fixing things. And so he's got all the inventory back in. He's bought back the stuff he needs to fill that yeah. warehouse back up. So he's, he's messed up their tracks. plan. Mm-hmm. And so their way to get out of it was to find the information, the smoking gun information to get him knocked out. But meanwhile, they fixed the office. And so that tent turns out to be their saving graces. They end up fixing the office so well. All three of them make such a difference that uh, the big dog of all, that they talk about two or three times in the movie about the this, what was his name? The chairman of the board. Tinsworthy. Right. They keep talking about Tinsworthy, and he's the chairman of the board, and all of a sudden he's coming. And like the whole the whole office is excited. They're, they're you know, okay, he's coming and everything. Well, that's the moment that uh, Mr. Hart gets back and comes in there, and so he's got him. he's going to throw him away, and all of a sudden in comes Tinsworthy. And Tinsworthy just starts bragging, about everything they've been doing, he's excited, and, uh, and it's funny because I think Coleman does such a good job of looking like a deer in the headlight. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad I did those things, but I have no idea. Why don't you explain it, Violet? And Violet's able to explain those things, and so very, very quickly, he he. There's no way for him to confess that he's been captured without looking like a complete moron. So he can't turn them in, and they're going to be okay. And then the best thing that happens is they send him off. They're going to send him to off South America, Brazil, somewhere, yeah, yeah. Brazil. So they send him off to Brazil. So and and uh, and so then I guess Violet gets promoted to his role for her to run the office and everything. Mm-hmm. And so then it just gives you a recap at the end that Violet ended up being to running that. She was doing a terrific job. I can't remember. Judy married the uh, the copy salesman or the copy. Yeah, the Xerox. Oh, the Xerox. Xerox. Guy. Yeah, she married okay. him. We never see it, that guy, but she that's who she marries. And oh, then, because there's that scene at. In the beginning, where yes, I like that thirty foot Xerox machine. <laughs> yeah, no it was kidding. a monster. I, I still don't understand how the papers were coming out of it. Yeah, there's a scene where the Xerox <laughs> goes either. crazy. Papers are coming from everywhere, and it apparently whole, Xerox machines just spit papers all over the place and multicolored. Like yeah, there were yeah, multicolored yeah. papers, and that, and that scene had one point was mm-hmm. to for uh, Hart to come in there and just scream at her. And make her feel useless. She, I think she ends up crying right after that. And so he comes in and screams at her because she messed up the copy machine. So, um, so but that's that's the movie. That's how it ends. And then Dolly Dolly's character ends up becoming a country singer and becoming real famous or something. That's how they end. So did y'all like the ending? Was that okay? Or would you like more to it? So I'm just kind of curious. I, I think I, it closed it enough. Yeah, I feel like they wrapped it up. I still feel like, I don't know. I, what do you think it's missing? I wanted his wife to realize he was a complete jerk. Oh, he didn't. Oh, yeah. Well, what does it say about him when he go? He goes missing, doesn't he? Yeah, disappears. Well, that's enough oh, that's for me. Right. I'm fine. He's he's dead pretty much. So <laughs> it's like, I well, don't really care. Well, now she was gone. She what? She didn't know anything. She didn't know anything about. It. There's a there's a yeah. See, she don't know. She has no idea. So she you has said no I'm idea that's because why he, she never knows. he sent her off. She doesn't know. And when she calls, he's at work. So. Dorley just kept, you know, transferring. Oh, you just missed him. He's out. Till, or, oh, he's in a meeting or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's. Do you see what I'm saying? Though, why, what I, I, I would have rather him get caught by his wife, but just because he was such. Yeah, a Yeah, I don't feel like they nice. really punished him like most Some movies. Some humiliation. Would. Yeah. Well, wasn't, and have you ever seen Ruthless People? I feel no. like Ruthless People got it right. No, because Ruthless haven't. People, his wife realizes that he was a jerk. He's doing all this, and she just torments and everything. End up making him lose all his money. And uh, so they do a really, really good job when she 
realizes. Well, hmm. How long was this movie? Uh, hour and 49 minutes. Okay. But the movie isn't about her. Not no, really. you know, but like, I still don't like... Go ahead. They just need her to catch him tied right. up. Like, that is her purpose. Honestly, I, I, that's true. But the story's <laughs> not about her. It's not. No, it's not. So, I just... It, it ends up wrapping up and everything. And apparently everybody loved it. What are you... What? <laughs> he was laughing at me. I'm making noise. I was. <laughs> it was like the slow drag across I, the couch. I didn't think about it. <laughs> like, I just drug my arm down and it was like yeah, sandpaper. Like creepy. Okay. Well, I can't think of anything else we need to talk about on there. Oh, I can. There's a couple of things. Well, go ahead. Like, I, I like some of the little stuff. Of course, you know, I like I like the things that aren't necessarily in the movie, but were involved in the movie. Like, you know, Dolly Parton's always real secretive about her husband. You know, oh, yeah. So her husband's, she keeps him out of all public eye. Nobody knows mm-hmm. what he looks like or anything, and she's always been like that. So this is her first movie debut, but a couple things about it were funny. First, you know, she has her husband in the, the movie, not her actual husband, but a husband in the movie. And she, mm-hmm. you remember, hey, honey, and she gives him a kiss. The only reason she was willing to do that is because the guy she kissed is a very, very close family friend. And that was the only person. So I was hoping it would actually be her husband, but no. Her husband showed up on set one day to visit, and Lily Tomlin yelled, oh, he's handsome, he's mine, and then starts cutting up with Jane Fonda like she's husband hunting, and it's Dolly Parton's actual husband. Yeah. And so she had to pull them secretly aside, and there was this whole big thing about Lily Tomlin felt terrible and was trying to make it up to her and all that. That's pretty funny. So I thought that was hilarious. That's the only reason they actually found out who her husband was, was because Lily Tomlin yelled out at him. Oh, nobody knows who Carl Dean is. No. Nobody. I'm going to pause this for a second. Wait, stop. what? It was Jane Fonda that did that, not, not Lily. Okay. Was it Jane Fonda that said it? Yeah, yeah oh. it was Jane Fonda. Okay, well. I'm just, I've got it on notes. So. Oh, you do? Yeah, sorry. All right. I don't know if you want to go back and say it, just because that way it's. No. It's really cool. You need to tell that. Okay, so anyway. So what's really cool about this story? Yeah. Well, then I got it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody You can leave it in. Yeah, I was going the only reason that they actually met Garaldine was because Jane Fonda, not Lily Tomlin, like I've been saying for the last couple of minutes, but yelled out to him, which I thought was kind of funny. So uh anyway. And so there's not like pictures of Garaldine? No. What? He is not in the public no. eye. Oh. Look. True story. The paparazzi I'll, are relentless. There is, there has to be. No, the paparazzi no, are relentless against people that love being in spotlight. Yes. And yes. Dolly Parton, you know, she don't like that. So I watched a documentary about Dolly Parton. And one of her producers, who produced her for like 25 years. Chris has seen that one. The, probably not. The interviewer, it's my favorite movie. The interviewer said to this producer, do you know Carl Dean? And the producer's like, Carl Dean. I feel like I've heard his name before, but I'm not sure I know who you're talking about. It was Dolly Parton's husband. Like, that's how far removed he is from her career. So far removed. From the beginning. Like, and I joked about Jolene earlier, but that's her song about, you know, Don't Take My Man or whatever. And that's a song written about a true situation with her husband. So, like, she's adamant about keeping her husband out of the spotlight. That's a true stuff. story? It's a true story. About yes. him? I did yeah. not realize. Oh, yes. wow. Okay. Yes, yeah. there was not, a girl I'm, at the bank. Yeah, it's not, I'm not saying fidelity. Right, no, there was no infidelity. But there no. was the girl at the bank, and she had this long, beautiful red hair and these 
beautiful green eyes, just like Jolene. And she, uh, Dolly Parton realized that her husband was spending, he had an asphalt company. And <laughs> she realized that he was spending a lot of time at the bank. So she goes to the bank to figure out why, and she figured out why. Yeah. And I think she had a conversation with her. And then, and her concerts, she will tell you very colorfully what was going to happen. <laughs> it's a play on the word asphalt. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. So she wrote that song. So that's what I kind of like. It's her, her entrance into the movie thing. The, you know, the first movie, the first thing that happens is this ordeal with her husband. Well, not that it was a big deal to me. Uh, it wouldn't seem like a big deal. But. Well, since we're also just talking about Dolly Parton, on 9 to 5 slash Dolly Parton episode of the Real Roundtable. Um <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's also neat about this is for her to take the role, she wanted to see, th- uh, sing the theme song. Oh, so oh it was, was a, a top thing. billboard hit. Oh, man. So, I love that song. It won awards. Yeah, two, two yeah. Grammys. But two Grammys. Love that, that became song. like a requirement for her to be in movies. Like she was yes. going to write the theme song. And the only one that they said no to was Still Magnolias. Still Magnolias. And so I thought that's another cool thing. So really, as we talk about this movie, I really feel like it's a lot about this Dolly Parton jumping out really is this is her film that just, just brought her to the spotlight. Okay, well, it wasn't my favorite country. character. Well, Lily no. Tomlin was so worried about having this movie and playing the office type and all that that she got into the character so much that she convinced herself that she was making a movie about secretaries. Like she was running the movie, not in it. Oh, wow. She was uh-huh, making a me. movie about secretaries. So that's how she kind of was able to stay in character. This does this does feel like one of those films that it would have been neat to be on set with, especially knowing how oh, much yes. each of these guys did other movies together. Uh, and so it, it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong, but they, the girls all wanted to be in the same movie together. They all were all excited about it. So I don't know. It's it's very interesting just from that, that perspective. But it seemed like everybody took it, even from what I've read, everybody took it so seriously that – it's different from movies now, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there's they took it serious, but it, fewer people like okay for the for the set, so that they would have, you know, an, a genuine office looking. They spent a million of their ten million dollar budgets just making the office set two stories, make it look like they legit had a two story office building. That's cool. So oh, I mean, wow. that's that's pretty stout. Yeah, you know, well, as far as the budget goes. Well, those offices look like offices. I mean, that look. I yeah. mean, it's not like when I was working in the, the, that kind of corporate world. It didn't look like mine, but that was twenty years difference between them. So you know, but it did look exactly like how. Yeah, I just think yeah. that you know now it's about effects and everything, and they've got huge budgets. I don't see them using a tenth to get just yeah, the oh, right. you know right. that. That's well, and even the little stuff. Okay, uh, well, look at the was, offices. Like not, not just, I mean, his office. I mean, it, it was very, very detailed. I mean, it was, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, okay, so who is it, uh, Tinsworthy? Sterling Hayden? Yeah. You, if you notice, when they've got him, he's looking around all the time when they are showing all the changes that were ultimately made by the women. Uh, he's looking around all the time because they've got his cue cards everywhere. He yeah. can't remember any of his lines. <laughs> like, that kind of lo-fi hack is, is I think it would be fun to, to work in an environment where they're like, hey, he can't keep it straight. Let's just hang them up everywhere, <laughs> you know. And then it looks like he's looking around the office. <laughs> exactly. But really, we, he's not. <laughs> after we after we watched this, we watched Tootsie. Library and I watched Tootsie, and there's a character in that because it all takes place on a soap opera, 
and there's a character in that that can't remember his lines, and so he's off looking to the side, and, yes, and Tootsie always. will grab his face and point, and look at me. And so when you say that, like it makes me say, okay, we probably need to see Tootsie. Oh, I thought you were so going to say it was Dabney Coleman. No, 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 it was not. Because you know he when he's on the garage door opener, he's watching soap operas, and, he and then he takes funny. he takes later he takes a role where he's playing the character on a soap opera. What movie does he do that in? Um, I know that. I have to look it well, up. Well, he is in Tootsie. That's right. That's he's it. No, like it's the Tootsie. director. It's he's, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the movie. He's yeah, like so. a director or something. Yeah, so I'm just about seeing. I'm on my Dabney Coleman kicker. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching real. a lot of his stuff and everything. So that might yeah. be something we look. Anyway, it's time to rate this. We've, we've talked about this a lot. I, I'm kind of very curious on everything. If you didn't get it, we like the cast. Yeah, we really like the cast. Um, yeah. I, I don't know who to start with. Chris, do you want to go first? Let's just see. Let's just I'll jump that well. Let's see what happens. Let's do this. Jump down that well. All right. <laughs> this is starting good Chris uh, <laughs> I hate this movie <laughs> And this is why So I don't mean to surprise y'all <laughs> I really liked this movie what? what? I did I really liked this movie I, It wasn't he it's, not, it five. it's not a nine Okay So don't get like too excited <laughs> But I would probably give this movie It was It was hard between a five and a six for me so I'm gonna. I think it. this is the highest Five. you've ever <laughs> no, rated a movie. He gave a seven to. Uh, no, it's not the highest. Okay. The last Starfighter. Yeah, it is okay. a, one of the better movies from the '80s, and that is a hard. It's there. There are a lot of terrible movies in the '80s, but <laughs> I would watch this movie again. I liked this movie. It was there were parts that were not my kind of comedy. Snow White and the Snow White scene. And some of it was just a little slow, but overall, I liked the movie. And it, I would, I would recommend somebody watch it if you like '80s comedy. If you don't, I mean, it, it's different than movies today. They don't make movies like this anymore. No, not at all. You know? Did you like the cast enough to watch the Beverly Hillbillies in '93? Because everybody but Jane Fonda's in that. What? Really? Yeah. I have mm. never seen anything Beverly Hillbillies, so I couldn't. Oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dabney Coleman's in it, Lily Tomlin's in it, and Dolly Parton's in it. Dabney's got to be the uh, bank owner. He's got to be the bank guy. Mr. Drysdale? Yeah, he's got to be that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, what's your, what's your this rate? is going to be the Dabney Coleman roundtable for long. <laughs> and Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dabney and Dolly. Well, this is the first Dolly we did. <laughs> we can do another one. So far. But it's not the first Dabney Coleman we've done. About, yeah. Clint owns one that he hasn't watched yet. Yeah. But I enjoyed the movie. I liked the movie. Um, I, I'd give it. I'd give it a six, I guess. You know, it's fair. okay to say you like a movie and give it a seven. Like, it's okay to say that. So you're saying, mm. you're saying a six. It's not a seven. <laughs> he didn't love it. Just like He it. did say he liked it, and he was like, it could be a five. I'm like, that's not a like. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over the middle. There we go. Huh. Brody? I it sounds like you it. recommend it. He does say he recommends it. Okay, Brody, what do you think? You, actually, you said you recommended yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I said that. I guess six. I just didn't believe it. <laughs> you know. This is my favorite movie, so <laughs> Oh boy, that's gonna stick. <laughs> I see that coming. Okay. Now this movie is an incredible movie to me. I think they did a great job on it. Uh it's not my favorite because there are some slower parts, some some dry spots, but I remember for sure watching it decades ago liking it. You know. That's why I was surprised when it came up that we were going to watch it. I got kind of excited. I was like, oh, it'll be fun, you know. I really, really like the characters. I think they did great performances, all of them. Dabney Coleman is 
his part to me was actually kind of minor. I mean, he's it's not a major part of the film, but he played it well because he didn't do what he does in his other movies. And I think that's what appealed to me about this was Lily Tomlin wasn't funny. You know, Dolly Parton wasn't singing the whole time. Jane Fonda wasn't hating America. It was a lot of <laughs> different stuff that we haven't seen him do, you know. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not going to give it a nine. It's an easy, oh, man, I'm stuck between six and seven. Because, I mean, it's a good movie. I don't care. Just pick one. I'm not saying seven. It sounds like you like it. I do like it. It sounds it's just, like you like it more than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's my favorite. It's not your favorite. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I really like it, but I could not watch it again probably this month or year, maybe. Yeah, it would take a while. You know, I would watch it again, and I will watch mm-hmm. it again. I just can't do that right now. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. We'll let Librarian go last just because uh, this is her pick. Um, I, I think it's a great film. I really do. I think it's a fun film. What I didn't realize, because I saw this years ago, is I didn't realize how much I was going to love Dolly in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, watched, as I watched this, I was like, man, I love Dolly Parton. Like, I, I didn't realize how much I liked her. I was like, man, but she's just terrific. She made me laugh just about every time. Uh, she played a role really, really good. I thought Lily Tomlin was good. I'd seen her in quite a few things. Um, and, and I really just liked enjoying hearing you, Brody, really bring it home to me that she's playing typecast different than what she normally does. And so it was right like that. She does a great job. I don't. I think anybody could have played Jane Fonda's character. I think that was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean that bad, but I mean I think Judy that character could have been filled by so many people and it wouldn't have mattered and everything. I don't mean that bad toward her. Just it was not. She did fine, but I mean other people could have done it. I don't think anybody could have done Dolly's part. I don't think anybody could have done. No, but take part. it. Take. I thought took that as a good sign also because Jane Fonda's not putting herself. I mean, this was basically her yeah, thing. Yeah. Like she really pushed this movie. She got the cast and everything, and she didn't put herself out there. In a it's, crazy, it's making hey look at my yeah movie. look yeah, at me yeah. it was like this is this is a good movie it's a very humble from her character for exactly her, as an actress it's very humble so I'll give her credit on that I think to, yeah so and then Dabney and this is what hurts me it's Dabney like I love Dabney Coleman movies I love Dabney Coleman when I see him in anything um, and there's movies where he's not overly funny or anything like that but he's still great like in War Games um, and in this one. To me, what makes him do really well is the physical stuff. He did, hits the physical humor phenomenal. He's really, really good at that. It's not being very funny with the smart stuff or anything like that. He's just chauvinist. And I understand that that's what they're supposed to do. So he did a great job of phenomenal. I, I would give this a six. I think it's good. I think it's. I would say it's good, great. I, I enjoy it. I probably would not watch it for at least another year, two years before I watch it again. But it's one of those that was come on. I'd, I'd sit there and watch it. I mean, you know, I'd be fine with it. So, and I enjoy watching a lot with the librarian. I mean, I, it's very rarely do I see her smiling a lot during a movie, just laughing a lot. And so, with this movie, that's not true at all. <laughs> you don't laugh as much as I do in movies. Nobody laughs one. as much as you do. And so. So I don't know. I thought this was really neat watching. So I try to pay you compliments. You watch this. You really seem to enjoy this. Movie. I did enjoy this movie. So tell me what you'd write it. I love this movie. I really liked this movie as a child. So when I go back and watch it again, I have like special feelings from my childhood. And so special feelings. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> yeah. it. I don't know. Is it nostalgia? Is it sentimentality? Anyway, but it just makes me feel happy to watch it again because um, it reminds me of my childhood and. I will say, as a six-year-old, I did not understand fully <laughs> what kind of person Dabney Coleman was <laughs> or why exactly they were doing the things they were doing to him. You missed some of the humor. I missed yeah. some of that humor when I was six, but I don't know. Lily Tomlin was dressed up like Snow White, and Dolly Parton was Dolly Parton. And so I would give this movie an eight 
because I just love it. I love all the characters. I think the story's hilarious. I think it it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Well, that's a recommendation right here from uh, the Real Roundtable. Everybody says they would recommend it. I didn't hear Brody say that, but it, I'm pretty sure that's I would the way recommend it, was, it. Yeah, so yeah. I would recommend this. I think it's there's a little language, which I think really neat here is is in this you got three guys and we're got guy perspective on all this, mm-hmm. and we still think. It's phenomenal because honestly, I think when I watch this, he deserves everything that happens. To yeah, him. I think I it's oh, so yes. funny that women think they can take over a business. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm gonna start throwing things at you. <laughs> uh, oh man! Yeah. Hey, Ash started the podcast by calling you a special treat. Did you catch that? <laughs> I said a special Did treat. You really? Did I call you a special treat? That's oh, I said a special treat tonight. We have a special treat tonight. That's we have a special treat tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna expect ice cream then. No, I don't know. Uh, well, there's uh, a reason. Me, me, not you. I mean, Brody. you might as well share. Me. Everybody likes ice cream. <laughs> well, that's nearly our whole show, but I want to tell you guys about next time we get together. Hold on, before you. No, you're not going to stop me. Yes, I'm going to stop you. <laughs> I guess, I mean, there's a reason this. You can't movie... redo your vote. You can't redo your rank. <laughs> yeah, I, I take it back. I take it. I hate this movie. This is the yeah, worst. Is Why do you give me this 80s trash? Oh, wait. We're doing nine to five? Never mind. <laughs> I thought this was just about Dolly Parton. You can't see it, but Chris gets excited when we tell him whatever movie because he can't wait to tell us how much he hates it. <laughs> he was disappointed but for tonight. And I he guess. did a lot of research on this one. He went to Sevierville and saw the Dolly Parton Museum and all that. You know, she took... All of her outfits and put them in that museum. Too. I'm just fascinated that she owns a theme park and no one has seen her husband. I don't understand this world. <laughs> she that doesn't I live in. take him anywhere. She she, she hides doesn't him. Take him anywhere. No, she just hides him. Like he, and he doesn't want it. I I follow her on Facebook and like on his birthday and stuff. Nobody knows where he lives. She, I'm sure he lives with her. Yeah, probably in somewhere her in mansion. Tennessee. Doesn't he step outside? No, but that business he has no. is very successful, right? It's a very it's successful asphalt business. So yes. he has customers that never see him? No, they see him. They just no, don't I know just who mean he's like the public. Like He's hooked up to a garage door opener in her house. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's dangling from the ceiling. Like, so get away from that window. She brings that movie out every time he's thinking of cheating. You watch, <laughs> watch 9 to 5. Oh, man, watch right. 9 to 5 and listen to Jolene. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. not going oh. anywhere. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Oh, uh, there's the a reason this movie has made a hundred million dollars. It's, I mean, in the it's age. a lovable movie. It really yeah. is. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. Yeah, and it was it was only second to Star Wars. You were right. That's it. Okay, yeah. hard to beat that in the eighties. So, uh, what Airplane was third. Just saying. that is surprising. <laughs> I would think Airplane would beat this. I don't yeah. mean that, but no, yeah, because that's a true comedy. No, nah, I've never seen it. But there was oh. also <laughs> see this one. You're not you're not missing anything. <laughs> Autopilot, Chris. Never seen it. <laughs> Nobody is surprised. Yeah. Airplane. He's trying to figure out what we kind of movie it could shirt be. That says that. <laughs> so I've never seen it. <laughs> My oh. name is Chris, and I've never seen this movie. <laughs> we played an episode last 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 time we played a like game a... where we name a movie. He's gonna tell us what it was. What was the movie we did last <laughs> week? It was, wasn't it Aliens? No, no, no. It wasn't Aliens. It was. Uh, what are you talking? Cocoon. About? Cocoon. Oh, yeah, yeah cocoon. <laughs> it, was, it was about bugs or something, right? <laughs> Wait, it's not? Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is good stuff. Yeah, so. hey, hey, we're going to chip in and get him internet for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Let's, uh, that's, I think that's nearly oh. our show. But guys, here's what we're going to look at next time we get together. We're going to look at the awesome movie that's been recommended by one of our, I guess, listeners has recommended 
Flight of the Navigator. And I think oh. the name was Is Fox. That Fox One? Oh, Fox, Fox One. One. Fox yeah. One. So um, I had seen that years ago. Have you guys seen that before? Do you know what the movie I'm not is? into airplanes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good because this movie, that movie's not about airplanes. So, well, then I might watch it. <laughs> so we'll be watching that. If you want to watch it before us, go ahead and jump in there and watch it. But we'll be talking about that. Uh, it'll be in uh, uh, two weeks. We'll drop that one. So uh, this is uh, Ash. This is Brody and Chris for the Real Roundtable. We thank y'all for joining us. Thank you, Librarian. And thank you, for Librarian, for joining us. I remembered you were here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Special treat. (laughs) (laughs) This is Ash. I'll be in trouble when I go home tonight. Yes, you will. (laughs) Uh, All right. Goodbye, guys. Bye.